0: Hi, honey. You're here. You did come back. I thought you'd
1: left me. I'd never leave you.
0: You know that. We're home. We're finally together. Yes, honey. Forever
1: and ever. Much like the Irish government here at Fulham Ireland, we take very long summer breaks, but we are we're back with another episode of the podcast. Uh, once again, joined by Sarah Cullen. Hello. Hi. How, how was your summer, Sarah?
0: Oh, it was... Very long, excellent.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> One always hopes for <laughs> length in their seasons.
0: That's it, and um, very little policy planning or yeah, anything good. to do with running the country happens. So yes, very much like
1: you didn't like further downtrodden the. the that's not how the phrase works. Uh, you didn't <laughs> further repress the lower classes or minorities. Uh, good, well done. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Oh, an achievement for us white folk, I guess. We try. <laughs> That was a weird intro. Um, news. Uh, I, I think it's getting redundant doing a news, given how irregular these podcasts get sometimes. So it's usually just a series of death notices. Yeah. And boy, howdy, is there a good a good bumper crop of dead people since last we recorded. So uh, I feel like we like elevated music over the list of. <laughs> so Alex Arquette, uh, Kenny Baker, John Polito. I so suppose the big one was probably Gene Wilder. Um, am I missing anyone I
0: think
1: that's all of them so yeah Gene Wilder is probably the big one Uh, I always feel weird when someone dies and they're quite old like you feel sad but also Mm. like nah, well done then
0: yeah I remember especially when Christopher Lee died I Mm. think everyone was sort of like well done you lived the life
1: it's more surprising (laughs) that he is dead rather than how long he lives like oh he actually can be Mm. killed that's impressive yeah Gene Wilder he did Willy Wonka he did I think for me Probably Blazing Saddles is probably the, the most memorable childhood memory I have of him. Uh, just a lot of farting in that movie. Yeah. And some very good fourth wall breaking jokes. I don't know, what did he do recently? I think he retired, didn't he? He stopped acting for about 20 years. Yeah, no. Someone I, told me.
0: I don't think he's done anything in ages. No.
1: Which I kind of think is cool too. Like, he just was like, I, I've done it. I'm mm, done. Yeah. See ya.
0: No, I was actually saying this recently that I hope that a lot of actors are just sort of, that maybe don't get so much work are just sort of like, you know what? I have loads of money. I'm yeah. going to enjoy my life now. And so, That'd yeah. be nice.
1: Yeah. Just swan around the world, like acting like some crazed billionaire. A, I don't know. What does Bill Gates do these days? Do the charity <laughs> work and then on this floating island or somewhere? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, people died. A lot of people died. Um, <laughs> other news... I suppose it's this death of sorts. The Divergent (laughs) series has not been profitable enough and in a shocking turn of modern Hollywood, as you pointed out beforehand, is not getting a sequel, which is now more newsworthy than a thing, getting a sequel.
0: Yep. Also, Shakar Shaleen Woodley Mm -hmm. might not be returning (gasps) to be in a TV show.
1: Now, okay, was it a TV (laughs) show or was it a TV movie? I can't remember now.
0: I think it's a TV movie and then a spin-off series right so th- that seems to be the story right now
1: because i can't i didn't even watch these movies did they get as far as i know they were going to do the whole the last book is now two movies mm. shtick that every movie every YA series must do now had they gotten as far as doing the first part of that or were they on only on the third one
0: i think it was only on the third okay. one
1: so more than likely, the tv movie will be like the first half of that and second and the tv show will just be let's just extend this as far as we can
0: probably yes <sighs>
1: i'm not necessarily against a lot of these ya series becoming tv shows because production quality wise they often seem more televisual anyway like Mm. i like the hunger games i do but it didn't necessarily feel that cinematic at times Mm. especially the part one which i think is probably the best one of all of them part one mockingjay that could have been a two or three part tv show this is all people walking around rooms discussing politics and representation and manipulation of the media this is all pretty good but it's not necessarily a movie
0: yeah that's a good point yeah I mean a lot of these things I don't know are they character driven so you want like I suppose they are I don't don't know (laughs) so maybe yeah TV might be the way to go
1: yeah because also the other one the I can't even remember the full title is it City of Bones, Mortal Instruments. Mm. I I know it's the incest one, the one where the big twist was huh. they were brother and sister all along. Oh no, unrecorded love.
0: Uh, I fell asleep during that one, I so. oh, you actually Me- saw it. Well done. Uh, on a plane, uh, so it doesn't man, really count.
1: That's no. <laughs> <laughs> kind of forced upon you, Radlin, my yeah. choice. Yeah, no, I didn't see that one. Uh was
0: Jeremy Irons in that one.
1: Someone big was, probably. They always get one a named yeah. after they can throw at the posters. Mm.
0: I was watching watching stuff about Aragon. He was in Aragon. Ooh, yes. He was. was that on there? <laughs> Book series? Yes. yes. Yeah, which never got any beyond the first one, so probably for the best. Yeah.
1: Because, I mean, you look at something like Supernatural or I Don't Watch Teen Wolf or any of those kind of shows, they mm. all seem like they could easily... I think they were all books. Like, Vampire Diaries is a book, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, These things very easily translate to syndicated... Syndication-friendly, long-form,
0: mm-hmm.
1: bland, repetitive TV shows. So, well, why not? Yeah, so... A movie didn't get a sequel. That is, that is the news. Shocking. Uh, um, bit of, I think, again, Comic Con has come and gone. It has been literally a million years since the last one of these. But some interesting casting news. I thought, uh, if anyone watches Bates Motel, which I, I think does well enough, it's a much better show than it has any right to be. I think if you, because I mean, Psycho, it's a sacred cow of a movie. But yeah. there's like four sequels that mm-hmm. everyone forgets exist, and they all still star Anthony Perkins, which is really weird. Oh. I've never seen any of them, but okay. he's seen all of them. Um, so was the house, I think. Uh, if there's the house a star, I guess the house is kind of a star. But Bates Motel is very good. Um, it's got, actually speaking of Willy Wonka, has young Charlie Bucket yeah. from the remake as Norman Bates and Vera Flaminga as Norma. And it's really good. The whole psychosexual weird relationship between them is really well done. It gets a bit shitty in places because of it trying to be Twin Peaks some of the time where it's, here's the main character, the best thing about it. But we can't just fill 13 episodes of them being all like, oh, but Mother, oh, but Norman. So it has to be, let's have intrigue in the townsfolk, and like, yeah, this is less interesting. Mm. But the next season has been confirmed to be the last season, and we'll kind of get as far as Psycho. And in the eponymous role of Marion Crane, they've cast uh, Pop Stars Rihanna, which is weird, but. I,
0: <laughs> I like the way you called her Pop Stars Rihanna, so. Pop, music, pop stars own her. <laughs> she is their... She's a
1: pop music. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I feel you got the joke I was going for, so it all worked. <laughs> Good. Uh, what I'm more interested in, though, is less that that she's been cast and more where will they end it. Because I feel like you can do the first half of Psycho mm. and it'd be fun. I think personally the ballsiest move would be to just introduce her early on, do a full season of her in the motel. And just cut the black at the shower scene. Just start it and just don't show it. Because everything past the shower scene is too iconic to remake. Mm. Like, you can't do the that hilarious shot of the guy falling down the stairs. The whole mother reveal doesn't work when the whole show has been about the mother beforehand yeah. for five seasons. Um, uh, they've already done a lot of other bits from Psycho. Like, the whole kind of car sinking. that's already been done in the show. So, I think... See, I feel like they're going to do the whole Psycho movie, which I don't want them to do, even though I think seeing Freddie Highmore do that final shot from the Psycho of the I Wouldn't Heard a Fly thing, looking mm-hmm. the camera, that'd be great to end the show on too. I don't know, I think it's, Hannibal got away with it because Hannibal intentionally completely changed the whole continuity so that they could okay. do like the fourth book first and then do Red Dragon afterwards and that was all fine, but I think Bates Motel, if they're going to try and do Psycho, it, it's... I don't like Psycho... I know they remade Psycho with Vince Vaughn. I did not see that movie. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know that I've seen Rihanna act in anything. I know she was in Battleship with Liam uh, Neeson, yeah. which I did not see, but I really wanted to see at the time. Has she been in anything else?
0: Um, People seem I to f-
1: like her, which is good.
0: I feel. Oh, she was in Home. She, played, she was one of the voices, is that animated film with... Sheldon Cooper
1: oh she was the main wasn't she I think. Yeah. yeah yeah oh
0: so, the,
1: so there know, we she's go she's <laughs> good
0: at using her voice so. she was nameless a sol- soldier
1: in Battlefield Battleship <laughs> she was a voice in a very terrible apparently kids animated mm, film I've heard yeah. and now she's the, the titular stour, shower mm. done lady from Psycho well done on her career
0: yeah but I just wonder is there any chance that they will change the canon of Psycho if, if there's every
1: chance of it because the other thing is this has been set in the modern era from the get-go mm. opposed to the 60s um, which is I think more interesting because they still managed to make the whole sexual um, conservatism a major oh, element okay. in it which is weird to see done in the modern era because it's like it's every every other character in the show is just a teenager having sex whereas he's still hung up and was like what does mother okay. think and what will she think of me and I'm a dirty boy and all <laughs> so it, it's still really well done because did you see the Carrie remake?
0: yes Yeah.
1: terrible Mainly, I yeah. think, because Julianne Moore's character doesn't make sense in the okay. modern era. It's too anachronistic to have this weird religious 70s zealot in, like, a modern mm. high school setting. It just didn't work for me. Whereas I think they did it much better in Bates Motel. Uh, I think they could change it, though. I'm not sure what they could change it to. Like, do you mean, like, she'd get away or something?
0: Maybe, yeah. Um,
1: I suppose maybe her contract says cannot be killed on screen. Who knows?
0: Might be. Although they could circumvent that by cutting to black.
1: I think that'd be the smartest move. Um As you said. Yeah. That or she gets stabbed a lot in the shower and then doesn't die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or something. She's I don't know. Zombie Rihanna.
0: She she sort of becomes some sort of like Jason type character herself. Oh, that'd be a fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: Fine. Do what you want. It's a good show. <laughs> uh, genuinely, it's a good show. Everyone should watch it. But uh, I don't care what they do with Psycho because they're going to they're gonna make a balls anyway. Unless unless they cut the black in the shower scene, it'll be balls. So mm. do what you want. <laughs> So in the realm of horror, uh, anyone who listened to our Halloween episode from last year may recall Mr. Anthony White, who came on here to talk about his film Devil's Woods, which has, since almost a year ago, now gotten distribution and is being released on DVD in the UK and Ireland and VOD soon, if not already, maybe the next week or two. So it's available on Amazon, I think, and other places. So well done, that guy, because he was good to talk to. And I didn't see Devil's Woods in the end. Jonathan did and said it was pretty good. So thumbs up from our former host who Hmm. i don't know where he is (laughs) maybe dead add him to the list of the the monthly parish notices (laughs) i guess that'll probably do for the news unless you have anything
0: Hmm, no i think that's good that was all the news that happened in the last three months (laughs) it's hard to (laughs) say three months six months who buys newspapers (laughs) it's a dead
1: medium we're literally podcasting print media is dead we are the future (laughs) The reviews. Uh, I think because it's been so long ago, we will start off with Ghostbusters. Um, we spent, I think, every episode we'd done before this one talking about Ghostbusters. Mm. And then we just didn't bother talking about Ghostbusters. That it came out, but it's out. We've seen it. I think we both thought, pretty okay. Yeah, not yeah. amazing. Not the best thing ever, <laughs> but definitely a lot better than it could have been.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll
1: let you take point in this one.
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Well, we'll start with being a little bit controversial. Oh, go for it, yes. Okay, and say... I liked Kate McKinnon. I didn't think she was the best part of it.
1: (laughs) Hang on. Follow question. Did you find Chris Hemsworth really funny or not funny at all?
0: I found him really right down the middle.
1: (laughs) Mm, Okay, interesting. (laughs) Um, I thought
0: some of his stuff was hysterically funny. Mm -hmm. And then I was kind of like, oh, he's saying the same things again. And then at the end, oh, he's actually a horrible, horrible person. And I can't tell whether he's incredibly stupid or actually yeah. incredibly cruel and unfeeling.
1: <laughs> do you mean when he's, spoiler, the monster or do you just mean like generally
0: him? When he comes after being the monster, yeah. uh, well, I mean, this is sort of what cemented it for me. Instead of trying to rescue, rescue anyone, he goes and gets a sandwich. That's true,
1: he does. <laughs> so so
0: it's sort of, he's, he's either like brain dead or he's actually quite horrible. <laughs>
1: going by the you whole which... covering his eyes to shield his ears okay. th- maybe he is just brain damaged yeah. Um, yeah. that was that's my issue with the Chris Hemsworth thing was i think any visual gag was great mm. anything with dialogue he couldn't quite sell i didn't think oh, like yay. i think the the gag with the um the saxophone was really funny too oh yeah yeah or the like the phone and the sang. like anything visual that he could just mm. kind of play off i thought was really funny but anytime he had to talk those jokes didn't really work for me oh, I, whoever did absolutely love Kate McKinnon. I think she was the greatest singer in <laughs> it. Well, I, I love Kristen Wiig and I love Michelle. Michelle? Michelle? Who's Michelle? Uh, um, I'm
0: not sure who you mean.
1: <laughs> name one of the other... Not Leslie Jones, not Kate McKinnon, okay. not Christina Wiig. The Melissa? most Mrs. McCarthy. Good God. <laughs> Michelle. Um, <laughs> I thought they were all great. Actually, even Leslie Jones. That is her name, isn't it? Yes. Yes. I was like, please, don't I got that wrong. Uh, Leslie Jones. I thought... Because before it came out, I think there was a lot of people going, "Why is like the one person of color? This like street tough mm. uh, works in some way, and they're all scientists." And that was never really fully addressed, I think, to an adequate degree. But she was less of a stereotype than the trailers mm. made out. Still, problematic bits in there, but by and large, I think she actually was probably the most well-rounded character. She felt yeah. the most like an actual human being, and not a weird cartoon caricature, with like the rest of them all did, yeah. which I didn't hate, mm. but yeah,
0: I thought that it would obviously have brought quite a. And a nice dimension mm. to it if she had been a scientist. But I also thought it kind of gave quite a positive message about, like, you don't have to be rich and well-educated. Yeah. Or or you don't have to be um, educated within the system to be an intelligent person. Like, she's really mm. well self-educated.
1: Street smarts, as well, they call it. Street
0: smarts. <laughs> but as in, like, she's also, no, you know, me. like, she's interested in architecture and history. Mm. And she's also, like, a really hard worker. Like, she seems to, like, hold the subway... Kind of, yeah. Keep keep it going all by herself. And, you know, so she's obviously very intelligent in a lot of ways. Yeah, like if there was a sequel, which there probably won't be, maybe she could go to college. But, uh, you know, I I don't think it took away from her character that she wasn't a scientist. No, it
1: didn't take away from it at all. Um, And it did, in context, feel less problematic when you see it on paper. It's Mm. just, here's these three white women all playing scientists and the one non-white actress playing like, this white-collar mm. Subway... Um, but, yeah, no, she was really good. They were all really good. Um, people have been ragging on the villain a bit. I didn't love or hate him. I thought he... He reminded me so much. That actor, when, every, every time I see him, like it looks like so much like Mark Millar, that I feel... You know, the comic book writer? They were, like, kick-ass and stuff. Oh, okay. If you ever see him in real life, he looks a bit like that actor, ah. and I always just... <laughs> but he's, his writing's always very hateful, so I feel like it just yeah. seemed... Anyway. Um. And that whole character seemed almost if not preemptively definitely in the reshoots made more an avatar for the backlash against the movie itself. Yeah. I think this weird meta mess. mm mm-hmm. um, He wasn't great but he was fine.
0: I, I think I quite liked him. Mm, like okay. I, I mean I, I did think it was quite clever that it, that it was sort of a commentary on yeah the backlash. Yeah. But like I thought it was quite a poignant moment when they're kind of like everyone goes through crap. Stuff. Everyone has a lot to deal with. It sort of it does underline the fact that everyone feels that they're discriminated against Mm. everyone doesn't have a perfect life and like maybe you have to take a step back and wonder if it's yourself that's the problem you know
1: yeah not become a weird genocidal uh cultist maniac. yeah
0: so i don't know i quite liked it (laughs) okay
1: good uh i think yeah the jokes on the whole were I keep comparing it to Spy because I think that's probably my favorite Paul Feig movie. I just loved Spy. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was no Spy. But I definitely laughed. I think the cameos were a mistake. Yeah. None of them. Okay, most of them are pretty bad. Mm
0: -hmm. I think
1: I will give a pass on Bill Murray. That was acceptable, but sort of pointless. And he did nothing. And then he's Mm. he's maybe killed. It's not even clear what happened to his character. (laughs) So Weaver, I thought, was sort of amusing. A little bit. Uh, Some of those were dreadful. Yeah, yeah. I've got a surname, Dan... Ackroyd. Ackroyd, thank you. His was terrible. That was absolutely dreadful. That was oh, so crowbarred yeah. in, yeah. and it just killed the pacing of that scene, which is the big like finale battle bit. It, it, this is terrible.
0: Yeah, I couldn't understand about that why they didn't... Like, they took loads of cabs throughout yeah. the movie. So it's sort of Could like, why wasn't he one of the cab drivers that they actually drove with, rather than the one who doesn't do anything? And who... Uh, not only did he like stop the sort of flow of the scene, mm. but he contradicts the universe. He knows about class three ghosts or something. You yeah, I and mean, yeah. no, it's not that big a deal. But at the same time, it's sort of like, are you making it all about you at this moment? Like, yes, you are. I
1: think if anyone's going to the Darkwood would probably do that. So that's <laughs> he yeah, would do it, yeah, he would do it. Um, yeah. No, I, I question. Would you watch it again?
0: Yeah. Did you see it a second time, actually? I didn't, know. Oh, no. you going to. Um, um, yeah, I was thinking about it. I, I, like, I mean, I probably wouldn't have gone to see it in this in the movies again, but mm. I would watch it in on DVD in a couple of years.
1: When I first saw it, I thought I wouldn't watch it again. But I think maybe like a year, yeah, I would mm. watch it again. Um, I will say in terms of the score and the music, I'm glad they used the correct Ghostbusters song at the start <laughs> and they only threw sure. in the, that shitty new one briefly in the middle somewhere for the sake of having to put it in there contractually. The score was quite good, though I thought. I think they used just the Ghostbusters theme and really kind of overdid it with the orchestra and stuff mm. a lot. Like Kate McKinnon's big action scene at the end, when it was just like the choir version of playing, was yeah. really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I think on the whole, it's definitely not as bad as everyone thought it was going to be. It like it did make some money. I should have put mm. that on the news actually that it didn't make enough money. that it's not going to be a sequel, even though everyone thought it was going to be a sequel, even during mm. the backlash. But um, I I will it say yeah, it's a bit. It, it was a bit Marvelly in places. Like it felt. Yeah. Well, it had the, the Marvel plotline of people, all of them quirky, fighting a big blue light in the sky. Yeah. And then the post-credits bit with the next villain mentioned. So, mm. yeah. Uh, so, it would have been nice to see a sequel, but we're getting Spy 2, so that's, hey. that's something.
0: Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. And um, a lot of the characters are coming together in that movie that's coming out, out Office Christmas Party, or...
1: I don't know about this. What What is this? Um,
0: it, it doesn't look like it'll be great, but, yeah, it's... There seems to be quite a lot of people in it. It's obviously it's going to be a mm. Christmas movie. It's like Jennifer Aniston. Some of the uh, hangover this is one of people. those sort of
1: New Year's Eve. Yes. Val- oh no! Yeah, yeah. Oh no! Well, no, sorry, <laughs>
0: actually, yes, but I think no, I think it's going to be more of a comedy than a rom com.
1: Okay, if who's making it? Do you know? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> um,
0: but uh, yeah, it's got Kate McKinnon. I think it's Leslie Jones, possibly Kristen Wiig. I think it's three out of four of the minute. You have sold me. a lot me. of other people. You have sold me. Okay. So, at least they're going to be in something else. That's nice. Whether that's it's nice. good or not. I
1: don't know. Well, we have uh, Ocean's 8, is it? To yeah, look forward to. Yeah. Which everyone keeps going. Is that just some kind of um, pay issue where they're refusing to pay them enough money yeah. so they can have 11 of them? Uh, I think they should just keep doing this. I think it's really funny. Just taking mm. these. I suppose Ghostbusters was quite beloved, but Ocean's 11. No one cares about Ocean's 11. No. Just take all these male franchises, just arbitrarily remake them with females. I think sure. that's hilarious. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, so Ghostbusters, yeah, I think solid thumbs up for me. yes, Like not. Yeah. I mean, it, no one, it's gone. It, mm. No one cares anymore. I think it definitely didn't warrant the hate and was oh, yeah. passingly amusing enough to justify its existence. Uh, yep. Agreed. Good, good job there. Yes. Uh, in in a similar tone that I think did deserve the hate in hindsight, Suicide Squad, which is, and we already kind of reviewed in that hour long rant fest that was previously uploaded on this very site. It's basically Ghostbusters in that it's a team of quirky people, some of whom are scientists, one of whom is a very quirky blonde person who all the gifts are about, fighting a supernatural threat that resides in a giant building with a big blue light in the sky. So, same movie. Uh, Ghostbusters is probably better. So, Squad was destroyed in the editing process because they had, at, at one point, the rumor was seven different cuts. I think in the end, they took Ayer, Ayer's original cut and the cut that they got the trailer people to do and mesh them together so that tonally it makes no sense. The character arcs are truncated. Jared Leto just basically isn't in the movie at this point. And there is the most horrendous soundtrack. Have you... You didn't see it in the other did you?
0: Uh, no. No, uh, the soundtrack
1: is so bad. It's it's trying to be Guardians, so it's all like uh, pop okay. songs. But... Yeah, yeah. Go
0: I remember in seeing the trailer mm. and they played... Um, Queen. Queen, yeah. That I, was a great trailer. <laughs> I was kind of like, are they actually doing that song? Like, are, are they going to do Queen? Because... Queen is great, but it's sort to me it signals we're quirky and but in no specific way like we're generally yeah. quirky you know, and we're not actually going to put any effort into anything. Really. You've got it. You've nailed it. Right, that
1: was it. That's entirely what happened. Um, I think they did use the song. Yeah, it's weird that they used the song once near the end somewhere. I think, but the version on the officially released soundtrack isn't the Queen version. It's a huh. cover by.
0: Sorry, it's Behind Bohome- the Disco? Or, okay. yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, It's not just um, Queen. <laughs> but no, but.
1: <laughs> people know what we mean, I'd hope. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so the cover, there's a cover, but I think Panic at the Disco is on the soundtrack okay. for the movie, but not in the movie, and the version of the movie is The Queen. I don't know, it's oh. weird. <laughs> Again, just blame synergy and marketing. Hmm. But no, for example, they open on. Um, oh, what's that really famous song called? House of the Rising Sun, which is fine. Good song, okay. good opener. Uh, it's annoying though because this film is playing when all the trailers for My Livingston Seven are playing which uses that song so I keep oh. hearing you'll you kind of hear it twice <laughs> if you go see the movie um, but then they start using like Seven Nation Army and that's just cringy. and it's really cringy that they use um, Sympathy for the Devil which is Ooh. just the most obvious song choice you could use this kind of movie and then like *M and M's* without me and it's uh. all just and they also just keep switching between songs every 30 seconds uh, okay. so it's just trying to do this kind of jukeboxing the Guardians did but without the curation of the list and without any sense of editing um margot robbie's pretty good bella davis is great this is probably the best live action batman stuff we've ever seen even though he's in like maybe two minutes of a tops that's the perfect amount of batman i think <laughs> and it's all great will smith i couldn't stand but i was only will smith because he's just playing will smith he's not playing dead he's playing will smith jay courtney surprisingly decent everyone else is fine or passable um yeah don't watch it i've seen it twice and shouldn't have <laughs> uh it's it's crap uh, it's okay it's actually better objectively than man or batman batman superman was but batman superman was so fascinatingly bad that i'd recommend okay. everyone to see it because like yeah. what's wrong with it is just so in its genes that it's sort of fascinating whereas this is just a really bland action mm. movie pity because i had high hopes this for the last mm. like three years so meh uh but a better action movie from what i hear sarah is star trek beyond
0: yes yeah it's actually I feel like
1: you forgot what we we're talking about there. <laughs> like yes. Oh yes, that's me now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Back on. I'm awake. I was really surprised because I kind of heard that it was it was a good action movie, mm. but sort of beyond that it was a bit bland, a bit uninteresting. I would say nearly the other way around. Well what really fascinated me was I think it was a brilliant introduction to the franchise. I kind of wish keeping
1: it. This is the better this is the better reboot origin movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Movie, yeah. And, but
0: but even more than that, it's like it's not actually an origin. So it's like They finally nailed it. We don't need everyone to be born at the beginning of every franchise. It's great.
1: And it made the least money of the three of them.
0: There you go. (laughs) And also, I mean, I I didn't like uh, Into Darkness. I thought it was just kind of not very good movie. I I recall
1: enjoying it when I saw it, but I don't have any, like, Trek affiliation okay. so I, I, I thought it was a decent action movie i like the jetpacks in space but mm-hmm. um i haven't watched it since so i probably hate it and then again admiral robocop always amuses me ah. as a concept so yeah uh, okay fair enough yes but i uh, keep about beyond that especially just in terms of like set design and stuff it's, it's it's this weird thing where they're trying to emulate like the 60s style cheesy sets but mm-hmm. with like modern millions of dollars like budgets so it's sort of it looks fake but not fake yeah. or kind of it's how you'd remember it looking in a kind of hazed rose tinted way or something people keep describing really weird ways I'm fascinated by it
0: yeah actually that's that is interesting because for me uh, I kind of felt like at times at times it was the background the set design was great but also at times it kind of felt like everything had been smoothed out there was a lot of like debris in space but Mm. it didn't seem like debris it just seemed like sort of
1: Props that were built Pro, for... Yeah. Deadpool. I think that's probably what they're talking about. Then. Yeah, It's yeah. yeah. kind of heightened and fake, but in a... Uh, yeah, that's yeah. kind of interesting, though. And
0: it's sort of like everything just moves a little bit too smoothly. So mm. you'd have characters, like, clambering over broken bits of... Yeah. Spaceships, and it was just sort of like... Kind of going on, like, an elevator or something, <laughs> you know. But, uh, no, like most of the time it was fine. It was just kind of the odd time that uh, it was a little bit jarring. And Another thing that was jarring was the music which was... Um, I kind oh, of the
1: licensed music or the actual soundtrack?
0: No, the, the actual soundtrack. Score, sorry. Sorry, yeah. the actual yeah. score. It was, uh, I think it's Michael Giacchino or... Gai- I've Gai- never Gai-
1: known how to pronounce it. Yeah, I went for Gai- Giacchino, but Giacino. It, Giacino. That's who, good. Yeah. God knows. Um,
0: um, <laughs> it kind of seemed like he was going for like Star Trek meets Harry Potter a lot of the Ew. time. Just, it was very strange.
1: Because his scores were great for the last yeah, two. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was kind of a little bit surprised. At other times, it also hits the mark. So it's, yeah, it comes and goes. Those were kind of like my nitpicks, but <laughs> the acting is great. Carl Urban, as um, Hank, uh, yeah, mm. is brilliant. He steals the show. Really? Yeah. Uh, not that he hasn't been good all, all along, but it's like it's he's finally. He fine, movie. yeah. No, he's always uh. great, but it's, it's like they finally figured out how to bring his character mm. out and he just does a really good job. Cool. Chris Pine, really good.
1: No, that's that's surprising <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is surprising i think it's it's the writing again they sort of like hmm. allowed his character to mature enough that now he feels like kirk okay the dynamic between um bones and spock is also really good I've heard that, yeah. yeah i mean the three main characters just do it all really well <laughs>
1: uh how is what's her face from kingsman i heard she, is she good
0: Oh, is she... Which character did she play?
1: Okay, I think I heard a of that you're the one that played like Knife Legs and Kingsman. She's the, the alien oh, chick. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah, she's good. It's... They do kind of hamper her a bit because mm, she's... Because she's a woman. Sorry, a woman. what were you going to say? <laughs> Thank you. Um, um, and as well, she has this kind of Yoda-type dialogue. Oh, time. that sounds awful. Um, yeah, it's... So saying words back, or saying sentences slightly backwards and Ugh. like she she does a good job. But at the same time, it is a little bit weird. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh, Simon Pegg writes himself in as yeah. too big a hero but I that came right. across in the trailer exactly. like the
1: first trailer of that movie I was like okay this is the one Simon Pegg's gonna write it'll be good and most of the trailers are Simon Pegg on screen like, oh he's he's actually gonna do that is he just drives himself into every scene yeah. and gives himself all the witty dialogue yeah. and the, the big action scenes okay I mean I can't fault him for doing that like he's this little British nerd that is now in Hollywood <laughs> writing a thing he loves so I mm-hmm. wouldn't do that I suppose but yeah okay
0: yeah I remember it more in the first one I don't know how much mm. in the second one there was a lot of like hanging from ledges with there was your a good bit of fingers that. yes <laughs> Well, there's not that much in this one, but what is in it is done by Scotty. And It's just sort of like, eh, you have no upper bodies. So <laughs> go back. You're to your a fudgy Scottish lab. man, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, well done. At least you wrote a nice movie. That's you know? true. <laughs> that good. is good.
1: <laughs> of course, it was probably the, the final performance of poor Anthony Elshin. So, yeah, hmm.
0: and it's actually it is pretty. It's it's actually quite a poignant movie for quite a few few reasons, but Yelchin yeah, yeah. kind of oh. pushes it over the top. That's, shed a few
1: tears uh, oh, oh no. sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, okay that's, that, that's good uh, I think there's going to be a lot of fairly positive reviews here I think until probably the end Yay. Uh, so next up we'll quickly talk some Irish movies so I don't think you didn't see Viva in the end uh, I saw it at Gaze it was quite good Um see I I have a well documented bias on this podcast of not, mm. not liking Irish films so oh. I think the key is to make your Irish movies but not set them in Ireland or have them about <laughs> Ireland or featuring any Irish yeah. actors just have it written and directed and produced by Irish people but set it in the Cuban drag scene that is yes. a fine idea <laughs> uh, It's got okay, it's gotten like a lot of really gushing praise and as far as I'm aware it was in the running for the best picture uh, best foreign language picture mm. sorry yeah. uh, category <laughs> <Best> <laughs> picture get out of here <laughs> I mean you've seen those movies they're never that
0: good yeah. anyway. uh, <laughs> it
1: just couldn't make it in no I think it was in like the, the short list of nine for the best foreign language yeah. picture and then it didn't get in but so, whatever um mm. It is definitely on that kind of quality. It's I suppose a quick so We actually haven't done any plot synopsis so far. Nope. Sorry. People people know what a Star Trek is. Yeah. People know what happens in Ghostbusters. It's in the title. <laughs> you you get it. That's it. <laughs> what are we your mothers we don't have to tell you about movies <laughs> we're literally telling you about you know what i mean it doesn't matter viva so it's yeah it's certainly even drag scene it's this guy there's like hairdressing on the side for drag queens and it's him trying to, you know express himself and explore sexuality and then his abusive father shows up and is all like no you can't be all effeminate and gay and stuff and that's bad and blah. so it's sort of a that's i think the weakness of it is i think when it's focusing on the drag scene it's fantastic it's like visually very vibrant and um, the whole lip syncing thing is done really well and it's very kind of emotional to watch like they just they really commit to it and it's very good I think once the father plot gets introduced which is obviously the main plot line like it's this whole redemptive arc of oh it's this old bigot homophobe becoming slightly more uh, mellow in his mm. old age and uh, it's like eh, that's very generic and it's like it's not done badly it's done really well for what it is but it's only done as well as it could be because it's a very obvious plot line and mm-hmm. um, acting is all good I think the way they shoot Cuba is great because like I've I've never been to Cuba. I always assumed it would look more. I don't know, less downtrodden than it probably looks. Yeah, uh, There's yeah. one line in the film about this is the most beautiful slum in the world. I'm like you know what I would agree with that. It's <laughs> actually very pretty looking. Um, has a great soundtrack. Um, yeah, all good performances. I do think I would have liked more of the drag stuff and less of just the. Daddy being mean, mm. Daddy learning his lesson. Spoiler: Daddy getting cancer and dying, <laughs> and then on his deathbed, shocker, being all like, "Oh, I'm proud of you, son." Like, "Oh, thanks, Dad." and the movie. Like, yeah, I saw that coming from mm. like Act One. Okay, uh, but it's, it is worth seeing, and it's definitely better than most Irish mm. films, which you know isn't hard a lot of the time. I think we're we're no, we're getting better. We're getting better. I said Brooklyn was an abomination, and anyone <laughs> that said they liked it is wrong. And Brooklyn was a pot of shit. Mm. Uh, I think I gave a half decent review of the stag when that came out. Ah. I don't stand by that. Oh, it probably yeah. wasn't good. I've not watched it since. Do you see the stag?
0: I'd, yeah, I've actually seen it twice. Oh God, so. why?
1: Did you recall liking it?
0: Um, yeah, uh, that's <laughs> yeah. I saw, that's the I, I, saw, I saw it at the um at the end of the J D. Oh, J yeah. Last or whenever it came out three years, years ago now. Ago. Oh, yeah, well, a while ago, oh. and um then. Um I watched it with my family. So I suppose you know, they were howling was, uh, with laughter. Yeah, it was yeah. you know, it was a nice family day. <laughs> um I I think I felt the same like at the time I was kinda like, Oh this is nice but at the second time I was kinda thinking this is actually really kind of a bit annoying. Mm. Yeah.
1: I think I was Good kind of nice I was okay with it until the end. Um, yes.
0: Oh my god. Sorry.
1: No, because once you get to that bit of the wedding, yes! when it, they didn't. Need, first of all, the wedding shouldn't have been in the movie. You didn't need to no. show that at all. Um, the, the title doesn't the stag. You, you just do the stag party. But the wedding was so gushing and then the callback to the whole U2 thing, and oh, then his whole no. speech about no, how great no. we are cause we're Irish, yeah. and I was, like, I was like, please literally kill me now. <laughs> this is horrendous. And it just, oh. mm-hmm. Um But back to better movies. Viva is good. Watch Viva. Um, <laughs> no, I think the Irish thing in Viva is, that, I think Margaret Halloran said this at the Q&A afterwards that it afterwards, that it isn't strictly an Irish movie in terms of what it's about, but that plot line could easily have been set here. Like, okay. you could set that in, like, Inner City Dublin, and it'd be the same plot line and it not change. Mm-hmm. Like, this kind of, this young guy in a sort of nominally conservative culture dealing with sort of it's becoming more accepting but still not really fully accepting and then like the father figure I think that's all very relevant to I think a lot of Irish experiences so I think in that mm. sense it is quite Irish there was also one subtitle which really amused me and I'm curious to know if they change that subtitle from country to country which when at one point they ask where a certain character is she's, they say in subtitle she's off cleaning her box which oh. I'm like that that's definitely a colloquialism <laughs> I'm wondering if only the Irish screenings get that subtitle and if it's changed elsewhere.
0: Yeah. Actually, that was what I was going to ask you because um I heard someone someone was telling me that the the script was originally written in colloquial hyper English. Oh, really? English.
1: Okay. And That's interesting. Then so then they said to translators yeah. translate
0: this to sorry, is it Spanish
1: I'd imagine Spanish. Spanish, yes, Spanish. Um, yeah, yeah, Spanish. Probably, probably. <laughs> and, um
0: oh god, we're so white. Um. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I think that that was possibly why those weird colloquialisms were there. But mm. th- I mean, I wonder what does that mean for translating it to other?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. i like, wonder if, if if, like, yeah, if the original script that they all the actors wrote out was in their own language and had their own colloquialisms. And then we are going just getting a translated version of that back again. Mm. That's not a bad way of doing a movie, I suppose. Because I think, I've heard complaints before about subtitled movies that when they do them, they kind of blandify. and blandify <laughs> <laughs> I did English once. <laughs> um, they just, they, they sort of reduce it to kind of simple English or yeah. to just more generalized phrases, mm. whereas a lot of like, the nuance can be lost mm-hmm. of certain turns of phrase. And also, maybe they were trying to avoid that here, which is cool because again i was just very surprised to see the phrase cleaning her box yeah come on screen <laughs> in a spanish language movie so if that's what they're doing, I think they should do for all movies and subtitles. Keep colloquialisms changed for the languages. Uh, yep, good, good, mm. good. Uh, so that's a solid four star. Do th- we don't even do we do numerical? We, 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 we kinda of so sometimes. Far. <laughs> do, we do much. thumbs up. We do stars. Yeah. We do kind of air eh noises. <laughs> yeah, go see the movies. All right. Uh, so keeping on the train of Irish films, they're not half bad. Uh, Date for Mad Mary came out recently. I Don't know when that came out actually. I presume in the last two weeks. Actually, it's another kind of LGBT focused movie as well. Yeah. It is about a woman who gets out of jail after a nightclub fight incident. Goes she's going to her best friend's wedding, she's a bride, maid of honour. But like this is sort of Now, we'll get into this in a minute. It's sort of it's set up as a class divide, but I think it's more of a maturity divide. Mm. Um like everyone's kind of moved on she's kind of like a teenager, and then it's just her realizing that maybe Maybe she's not into boys, and maybe she needs to grow up, and it's it's all quite low-key and quite naturalistic and uh, a bit too broadly comedic, might one say, Sarah, hmm. in points?
0: A uh, points, yes. In points, yeah. I think, okay, we'll,
1: we'll go from there. That's enough of a plot synopsis. I mean, it's not all much right. story to it. It's more about the characters and yes. emotions, not the plot, but yes. Um, do you have any opening remarks?
0: Um Yes I do um, which is that I'm always really happy to see an Irish film mm-hmm. about Irish women Yep <laughs> it, it really happens very rarely I
1: don't doubt you on that point
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, Obviously more Irish films are tend to be as most films tend to be about men mm. but I mean in a lot of them the women aren't Irish nationals which is not necessarily a bad thing at all That's true actually yeah. But it's just eh, Irish women for some reason don't Seem to get a lot of say in Irish movies, mm. so uh, yeah, I was. Re- I'm always really happy to see any Irish movies about Irish women. Yay! And biased. Sorry, uh, I know. What did I say? Um. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, I, I I did enjoy a lot of this movie, as you said, yeah, a little bit broadly comedic. I kind of feel like. Ireland definitely does have an issue around sincerity date. well oh sorry you, know, you have a more specific point <laughs> oh, sorry yes. go on um, well just kind of dating like hmm. it doesn't really happen I don't think does it I, I, am I wrong
1: I guess not like <laughs> I think any dates I've been on they, they never felt like dates in the Hollywood sense like yeah. it, it's not it's a sort of a, a weird it's very awkward that's the thing I liked about the movie a lot is that uh-huh. I feel it um, it did an awful lot especially in the first like 20 minutes to very much dissuade this notion of kind of the romantic Irish image mm. Like and there was a scene earlier on the front. Yeah, it's when she's in the bar with that guy. It's like when I go on a date. It's like why, why would we do that? <laughs> like, that's so close to realism. Like, that's <laughs> that is that is the true Irish experience. Was this sitting in a bar, a really dead quiet bar, in the middle of the day drinking, and it's the most awkward conversation you could possibly have. Yeah. It was a real conversation about emotion and stuff. So it was just deathly silent and awkward and terrible. I like, mm. yes, this is real. There's none of this kind of oh, the Irish are so romantic and charming. No, they're awkward and terrible and probably mm. drunk and it's awful. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree with you. You actually reminded me before we started recording about the, the dating montage, but I actually forgotten about That was weird, didn't necessarily fit with the rest of the movie. I think every Irish film has this notion that they need to be funny. Yeah. And I don't know that you do, but I I did laugh a good bit in this, but I kind of more mm. laugh at the real deadpan stuff. I kind of laugh at the, at the lines that weren't necessarily kind of said and then would pause for laughter. I think the, yeah. the dating montage, Well, not unfunny, did feel more like a sort of a like a savage eye or kind of like a telly kind of mm-hmm. skit rather than part of a more necessarily okay. realistic movie.
0: I wonder as well. I I sort of felt at times that the accent sort of subsumed the characters. Go on. This is this is kind of maybe being a bit unfair, but I I, I just sort of <laughs> felt like you know it was sort of more like um, Mary's mm-hmm. um, you know love interest was sort of sing more of a city girl, mm-hmm. um, and I sort of nearly felt like we were kind of supposed to focus more on the fact that their accents were different, rather than maybe that they were different. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. you think. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't know what that means.
1: I feel like if there's any kind of class thing in there, it was with the the bride, because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of it was her playing down her ac- even the opening scene mm-hmm. is like here's elocution lessons. Yeah, yeah. Because your accent was bad. And like we come from the same like street like we are mm-hmm. talking about and then every time she got mad then it would kind of come out more strongly and that was sort of mm. yeah so i think i don't i've heard people say about the class i don't know there's they're the class divide in the movie i think it is more about maturity i think it's more about the idea that a lot of her friends especially the bride and stuff i've forgotten all the character names mary <laughs> charlene was the
0: bride charlene was the bride <laughs> was,
1: was jess the love interest yes, yes. okay yes. good see we, we saw the movie yeah, we saw it, it. um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I feel like a lot of the movie was about how Charlene and a lot of those characters around her were sort of conforming to the societal yeah. ob- oblige, kind of get married, 2.5 mm. kids, off you go. Whereas Mary was like, why? We don't need to. But then again, she was also not good because she was just... This is even a point where she acts like she hangs out with teenagers and yeah, it just feels yeah. weird and wrong. And mm. So I think it's just sort of... It, it's about I think it's more less about class and more about just... Yeah, that's a good point. ...modern kind of people our age not knowing how to get out of adolescence like it's, a, it's that sort of 20 something mm. prolonged adolescence thing of like that sort of no man's out of like where do you go from here like you, you can't stay a teenager but you don't want to you don't feel if you don't want to you shouldn't feel obliged to become a quote unquote adult mm-hmm. and like just move into your house with your mortgage and get your husband and you, like you, you shouldn't have to do that yeah. I think there's not there's a lot of stuff exploring 20 somethings sort of purgatory I, that, that feels really wanky to say you know what i mean though and i think this does a decent job of it but it doesn't really necessarily offer any great points on it so here's mm-hmm. what a mess it is to live like this these days
0: mm-hmm. ah. yeah i thought actually I was, I was glad that you brought up uh, the stag because mm-hmm. i had been thinking that i can't even think of a third film about weddings so this sort of goes <laughs> against my point okay. but I, I feel like we can never get away from the idea of the irish wedding mm. like that, that's you know, like even when we have films that are sort of Leap about... Leap
1: I, I don't know, I didn't see it. <laughs>
0: sounds good. <laughs> um, even when we do have films about other types of romantic relationships, mm. other types of ways of living, it's like there's, there's always, it seems like there's always stereotypical, heterosexual, two kids, yeah. you know, a, a house, whatever, at the centre of it. Is that a thing or is that just a thing in two movies that I've noticed? No, I feel like that,
1: that was always a very American thing. of yeah. You would get this sort of underlying conservatism in every, mm. every movie that exists in Hollywood almost where it always had to end with love interest and happy ever after mm-hmm. and house and kids and stuff. So. so I think it's probably just on some level maybe a screenwriting thing that people feel obliged to end movies that way. But also I think it is just an underlying sense of this is the way humans are supposed to live. So, you know, put up with mm. it and get on with it, like grow yeah. up even when that's not necessarily correct or mm-hmm. like we're in an era now where everyone can live however the hell they want and it's all a mess. So do what you like. But, uh, <laughs> cause I think the movie was rallying against the whole marriage. Oh, like no, it was...
0: definitely. It's just sort of like, you, you can never kind of remain unsaid. I think, yeah. and I think that's true in Irish mm-hmm. society that mm-hmm. as much as we are saying, do what you want, there is still an underlying sort of anxiety around, but what if I don't do what everyone else is doing? Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, yeah, uh, I, I think in terms of the broadly comedic stuff, um, the her parents, especially her grandmother. Oh, yeah. That, to me, felt like this is what Mrs. Brown's boys could be if it was <laughs> actually funny. Yeah. It's just sort of a slightly acerbic older woman mm. uh, just giving comments and being terrible. Like, this is fine. There's no, no one has to get their skirt ruffled in a wind or kind of yeah. go, oh, Jesus, as they fall down the stairs or <laughs> get hit in the face by a pie or whatever happens in that. I, uh, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think... Did it work more for you as a drama or a comedy? Because I feel there was pretty much consistently funny things happening mm. or lines.
0: I'd say probably on the balance, probably, mm. drama. probably
1: drama. Yeah, i go with that. Um, did you think there was a lack of sort of stakes or resolution? Because it, it, someone said to me after I saw it, actually it was John I saw it, and he was at the end, he said that he thought it was a bit weird that it... Um, I can't quite spoil it, I suppose, that the way it ends is just... They have a big falling out, her and Jess. And Mm -hmm. then she goes to the wedding and... Because, again, has to end with the wedding. They have (laughs) another wedding. But no one played U2 and made a speech about Mm. it. And then she just kind of gives her, like, a drunken call saying, sorry, basically. Then it just ends with her getting a call back from her. And there's no real fight for it like mm. it just sort of happens now i am on of the opinion that i think that whole screenwriting logic of you have to have a the character in peril and then they have to have a sort of a moment of oh they might fail and then they win mm-hmm. i hate that okay. because <laughs> it's so but like it's literally screenwriting 101 like it is what every movie does i remember i think max landis was getting on twitter about the new star wars having no stakes i like that i like mm. that we have all these like competent characters just doing stuff and then it resolves because At no point Mm. in a Bond movie do you think Bond is going to die. At no point in a Star Wars movie do you think they're not going to win. Yeah, yeah. So what is the point in faking this out? Because it's not going to work. Yeah. So again, I think that I didn't mind. In fact, in this movie, she just was like... She just sort of won, so to speak, without any real trial or effort.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair point. But actually, what kind of struck me was that the the bride, Charlene, she's a horrible person. She's just not... Like, I really don't, wouldn't particularly want her as my friend. and But, I mean, I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing either. Mm. You know, because, like, I guess Mary isn't a particularly appealing main character well, in a lot of ways. They're all kind of
1: unlikable, apart from maybe Jess. But even then, I suppose, if you don't like that kind of person in real life, you wouldn't like her either. So, I yeah. don't
0: know. You know, I, I kind of felt like, eh, you know, maybe this is just that these characters sort of deserve each other you Mm. know I don't Mm. know and maybe we don't have to be like that worried about the fact that they're maybe not going to work out and be best friends forever yeah so yeah but I mean I'm I'm also not saying this is a criticism of the movie it's just that I don't think the characters are necessarily supposed to be that appealing to you
1: no I totally agree with that and I also think that it's more true the life to have it be more low-key and sort of not really resolved like it's resolved mm. but it's resolved kind of way like she yeah she does hug Charlie and end the wedding and sort of imply that oh they will be friends again but they won't mm-hmm. be you know for a fact that's the last yeah. time we will see each other or not the last time see each other but they won't have what mary wants them to have again they won't yeah. have that kind of childhood teenage messing around fun and also the thing with her and jess like that's yeah they won't start going out again fine but that could still go wrong again mm. and like i don't think the film needed to have, because real real life doesn't, yeah, the real life doesn't have these big dramatic sort of end points and start points. So I think it's nice that this was a big, kind of a big muddled mess of yeah, it's all yeah. fine. Like, that's true. Yeah,
0: and actually, in a it's way, real. I feel like if you were to put an end point in mm. the movie, for me, it would be the fact that Mary never got to give her bridesmaid speech. Yes. But, you know, like, that's a finality. Like, she'll never get to be the yeah. best friend that she wanted to be. Mm. And there's no way that you can, like, erase that. H- how could you? I think that is giving me a finality, but it's a finality in a way that life continues, whether exactly, or, like, yes. it happens or not. So, yeah, I, I really like that, actually. I like, that.
1: I like the fact that when they... Because, again, it's never even explicitly... Well, it's sort of explicitly said that the reason she was in jail was because she, like, glassed some chick at mm. nightclub. And that's briefly shown when you, she shows up in the chipper and she's kind of sees you and you see the scar and she just leaves. Mm-hmm. Never mentioned again. I like that. I like yeah. that there's kind of they don't hammer home what happened in that scene it's all just done with looks mm. and like it's just left hanging there that she will forever feel guilty about this this is a thing she did that she can't like she doesn't get closure for it which I think is yeah, good yeah. again unlike Hollywood in real life you can't just do a bad thing kind of go I'm sorry you are forgiven and then just be like the guilt is gone so yeah, no yeah. the fact that it's just left there hanging over the movie like yes good I like that mm. um, so I think yeah as a sort of apart from the broadly comedic uh, montage mm. fairly realistic just depiction of yeah messy modern relationships Mm -hmm. all good and i do think it is genuinely very funny in places like there's some really just very awkward very uh, stilted humor in there Mm -hmm. like the bit when she first meets jess and she's like you're a good egg and just leaves the room as in going, why why would i even say that that was all i like that stuff that's all grand um i I enjoyed it i enjoyed
0: it two thumbs up two (laughs) thumbs (laughs) up sure why not
1: (laughs) in our arbitrary ever-changing system um I hope I shouldn't have got rid of my list of things nope. that we were talking about. Insert the Monty Python intermission music here. Oh, Bourne, right. Yeah, so they're still making James, Jason Bourne movies. That's mm. that's good for them. Did you see the fourth one? No. Oh,
0: I saw a scene from it. Oh, a scene? <laughs> a whole scene? Yes. What, what scene was that? <laughs> it was Rachel Weiss. who yes. was Hiding in a lab when some sort of maniac Not scene, is yet, going around shooting. Yeah, I actually, I, I it was just um I caught it on TV. Mm. On you know, I I, I would have watched more of it. It actually did look quite interesting. It's <laughs> mm,
1: it's definitely better than this one was. Uh, oh, a Spoiler, wow. I suppose um, for our reviews. I just thought this was really bland. I, I the Renner one. I think the first half is a bit slow, but the second half is. Probably my favorite of all the Bourne movies. I just think it just, it, just, it has oh. a good flow to it. I, I quite like Renner, okay. I like Renner more than I think I like uh, Damon. Um, Rachel Vice is good as well. Yeah, and no, I think the fourth one is unduly maligned. But this one has the reviews been good for this one? I haven't even really seen any.
0: Uh, I read your one. That's about it. <laughs> I, I I think it's been sort of meh. Well, I think there's been some positive, yeah. some negative, some just in the middle. Yeah, I think it probably evens out to being average.
1: Which the movie was. It was very average I don't nothing Mm. about it stands out to me I think I can't actually distinguish the first three in my head at all there's one like long blurry movie that I remember enjoying (laughs) like I I couldn't tell you exact points of any of them okay Uh, I think bring Julia Styles back in this one to kill her off immediately was totally pointless I so like Julia Stiles. Like, oh, oh, she's dead. Uh, yeah. Great. There's, here's this one character. There's one link from the franchise, and now she's dead.
0: Mm. Should we? Should we give a any sort of synopsis? Of it's the same movie? as all these it's movies. A... Okay. As the
1: joke goes, yeah. Jason Bourne is is in hiding. He gets pulled <laughs> out of hiding to stop someone else who's going to expose the agency. And then, in the course of mm. exposing the agency, he exposes the agency. Someone's trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. There's a woman involved. It's the same yeah. as all of
0: them. That's fair enough. I um, suppose
1: there was, what's important is the, the locations, I guess, are in America, which is rare. Didn't much care for the American mm. bits. Actually, it was all right, the Vegas stuff. Uh, the Greece stuff was pretty good. That was nicely shot yeah. and kind of fun and chaotic. London was fine. Uh, the Berlin bit was dumb. Okay, here's my main issue this movie. It's clearly written by people in their 50s <laughs> who realize that social media is a big scary thing they don't understand. Yep. And in a script that I can only assume was written in, like, 2011... They went, oh, man, this is we've we got to tell the people. We must warn them of the dangers <laughs> of Facebook. And it's just like, what are you talking about? It's ridiculous. They also have zero grasp how these things work. The scene that bugged me the most while watching it was when Bourne and, I'm going to assume, German fellow were in his flat in Berlin, and there's a laptop on the table, a phone on the table, yes. and a second laptop with all the information <laughs> on it, and um, Lara Croft, what's her name? Lisa Vikander. Uh, yes. Uh, the new aircraft. Looking forward to that one. Um, Alicia Vikander is like, oh, it's the laptops have all the 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 MacGuffins in them, um, but it's on a protected network. you can't get into it. But there's a phone in the room, <laughs> so somehow through the phone she hacks the laptop, deletes everything, and turns it off. Which no, if the network is protected, while the phone may get you into the room, it is still can't get any further. No, it's just stupid. Ugh. Mm-hmm. It's, and then. It's, Why doesn't Bourne have tech? Why does he not have anything? Like when he's in Vegas and he has to walk in and by chance he's in like a tech conference and they're giving out free samples of um um, what's I'm looking for here GPS tracking microphones. (laughs) He just takes a handful. These (laughs) will be handy. And then like oh free spy cameras, great! Thank God this tech conference I'm at. Like it's ridiculous. It's so stupid.
0: Yeah, what I can't understand is that like. He's, they've all forgotten so much from the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Nikki Parsons.
1: Yes. Well, don't remember her name. I could not. Have, I could not have for any money told you her name. <laughs> <There> <laughs> Julia Stiles' character. Julia Stiles'
0: character, yeah. Like, she wanders around an open area yeah. in Greece with, like, her blonde hair out and flowing in the wind. Mm-hmm. It's like, you dyed your hair in the last movie, you know. She
1: did. I she, forgot about that. Yeah.
0: There's also, you know, hats. Hats are <laughs> that's readily sunglasses. available, and sunglasses. Even yes.
1: balaclavas at a big goddamn like street riot would yeah. be not out of place.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So it, it, it is sort of they've just gone backwards, yeah. and obviously just gone backwards because how otherwise do we, as screenwriters, get this character killed off? <laughs> yeah,
1: just for the sake of again, it's just the woman refrigerator really saying It's killing off a female character to further on the male's arc. And like, yeah, even the whole bringing in the father thing. Like that's. Dumb and pointless because that see, that's the real Star Wars thing of it that mm. I really hate. That treadstone was always just this thing the government did and it was bad. But mm-hmm. now it's like, oh no, but Born, your father created Treadstone, and it's sort of the Did you see the new Spider-Man movies?
0: Um, I saw the first one.
1: It's shit, it's terrible. Uh, but the whole yeah, thing yeah. of like Peter Parker's father oh, making this yeah, spider serum yeah. he'll eventually get infected with and it's all through <laughs> his blood and it's all destiny and predetermined. It's shit, terrible. Mm. And it's in here and it's awful. And Vincent Cassell is there. He wasn't he wasn't bad actually, but it's the whole oh, he what was his? I can't remember. what was, His grief was that did he kill? He killed Born's father, but he wanted to kill Born for some other reason. Yeah,
0: because Born leaked information. <laughs> yes, he was an operative at the time, That's and it, he yes. got caught, yeah, yeah. and he was put in some like Turkish prison or something. So, oh no, I got caught doing my job. Wow. I will murder everyone. <laughs> is his motivation.
1: That's a very good point that you're a black ops <laughs> operative that yes. you're designed to be disposable if caught and you were disposable when caught so now you're angry about that fact. I hadn't even... Yeah. yeah. I will say it was surprising Tommy Lee Jones one, in the movie and two, not being terrible. He, he was brilliant. quite animated. It was yeah. very weird.
0: Yeah. He, oh, he was so wonderfully just hateable. Yes. <laughs> I actually thought that for me the positive from the movie was um, Tommy Lee Jones and Alicia Vikander. Mm-hmm. I thought they had they had great rivalry between them. Oh
1: both of them, yeah.
0: I also liked the sort of gender politics mm-hmm. uh, you know, like i I got the distinct feeling that he felt threatened by the fact that there was a young upcoming woman. Yeah,
1: no he did, definitely.
0: I'm I'm okay with the fact that big male driven mm. blockbusters are maybe looking at the fact that, you know, maybe women want to be in them and have cool roles.
1: <laughs> what? I'm happy <talking> about this. <laughs> Uh, yeah and I even like the way they kind of set her up and they probably won't make a sequel now but the way they set her up at the end as being potentially like the big villain for the yeah, next couple of them yeah. or the next one of them like I, I quite like the way that last scene was done mm. that was all pretty interesting they probably won't make a sequel and she'll be busy with a 200 contract for the next 10 years, but whatever.
0: I'm actually kind of disappointed because I, I, I was looking forward to what could be set up.
1: I w- Yeah, I would watch a sequel for her character. I don't yeah. care about Jason Bourne no, or the, the world deal. he exists in. And I even... This is a really small nitpick. I hate the fact that they... I don't mind that they use the Moby song at the end again because it's a good song, uh-huh. but it wasn't the Moby version. It was some <laughs> crappy like punk rock remake. It was terrible. It was shit.
0: It, it wasn't the best. <laughs> um, I'm just going
1: to try and think of any, what, any other kind of hateful notes I have here. I still think that Paul Greengrass is the best person for doing this kind of thing. Like the mm-hmm. whole shaky cam, fast editing. It just looks crappy now. It, the world has moved on. It's gimmicky now. It's gimmicky yeah. now, but it just, it looks like, do you remember like in the 80s all the, all the zooms and stuff? Mm. Like it feels very much of its ear. Like it feels like a thing from the early nought, it's early noughties now. It doesn't feel like a modern, like it was cool and fresh mm. then, but it's, been done and then it was over yeah and yeah. we've had like the raid movies and stuff where it's all those these single shot fight scenes and that's more impressive and it, it just, it, yeah. it's just was very annoying to watch i thought like i quite enjoyed the car chase and the bike chase but there was moments where they were really quite like headache inducing to look at mm. um that car chase was ridiculous though and i oh really God. enjoyed it, it <laughs> by the end when it was just the utmost nonsense happening like this yeah. is great i'm totally back on board well done movie uh yeah, I think the Vegas stuff on the whole was foam. That's because it got really stupid. I think it, it kind of got over the line from being a realistic spy movie just being sort of a dumb film. Was like, oh, yeah. that's all right.
0: I actually have to say, I did like the shooting in the auditorium. I don't know why I, do, why I think that was brave, but I thought it was quite good for some reason.
1: Brave in what sense?
0: <laughs> I guess that they were addressing mass shoot or, like, public shooting? I suppose shooting, so, maybe? yeah. In I mean, America, too. It's, yeah, okay. it's not really that clever, or anything. <laughs> for, the, for whatever reason, I sat up in my seat when that happened. Okay, that's, that's, you know, that's rare for, additive. like,
1: yeah.
0: And actually, for me, the part that jumped the shark mm-hmm. was... When
1: the, that car jumped the other car? Um, Fell on the other car? No,
0: go possible. on, sorry. Actually, I don't remember that part in particular. But when Jason Bourne is falling and he somehow, like, grabs a length of wire then he just lands on the ground and he's okay.
1: Oh, yeah. He, really... yeah, like, half breaks his arm but yeah. doesn't quite and gets away fine. And, yes. And
0: what's more is, like, the camera is completely different to how it ever has been. Obviously... Yeah, no, you're totally right. Yeah, obviously, yeah. the person shooting that scene was like, yeah, obviously this makes no sense. We are going to have to do backflips with our camera to, make, <laughs> to like to make this look in any way feasible. Mm. I hate that so much. I hate when when cameras, that they're, they're used just to justify the action. Mm. That's so lazy. No, yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah, uh, So yeah. that was the reason. That was the moment for me where I said, "Born, you're get out of here. <laughs> you're ridiculous."
1: Is he, I actually kind of <laughs> want a team-up movie between Jimmy Renner and Matt Damon, but they, <laughs> they're not going to do it because no one liked the Jeremy Renner one, mm. and this didn't really make that much money either. So, because yeah. ah, uh, uh, it's, it's a franchise that didn't need any more. Like I remember yeah. when the third one finished, they're like that's it, it's done. Mm. And like, okay, we'll try one reboot with a different character and see if we keep going that way, like in a kind of sort of legacy way. That's, that's what it's called, legacy. Mm. Um, but they said they wouldn't do any more of them and they did another one and there was no need for it in the plot. Was, I just I just think once you're kind of going for the whole now your father wasn't involved, that's when you're just you're out of ideas and like, yeah. how can we give some sense of investment to the audience mm. without having any further plot lines to go with. And like, Ugh. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy Vincent Cassell. I always like Vincent Cassell though because he's always creepy and weird. Yeah. And he was very creepy <laughs> and weird and the bad guy. And he was a kind of a fuck up, which mm. I found amusing. It was kind of like watching a live action version of the Hitman games. There is movies of those, they're terrible. Uh, just him, just not being a very good assassin <laughs> and just shooting lots of people when mm. he's supposed to be covert. And it was just, great. It was fun.
0: Just plowing through traffic as that well. That was wonderful.
1: I <laughs> genuinely loved that bit. I think I was I was laughing from when that bit started and I kept laughing at the end of my <laughs> car chase. Like they're just driving through Vegas casinos yeah. and uh, yeah. great. Love it. Why not? Good times. <laughs> um, so yes, Jason Bourne on our arbitrary, ever-changing number system Uh I don't care (laughs) I don't care that's my review
0: I would give it a positive just about review I know it's not that great I was happy enough to watch it
1: okay that's the (laughs) thing though you saw it on cinema and so did I would you be able to sit through it on home media for the first time without checking your phone or leaving the room
0: (laughs) <laughs> probably not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that I think is always the kind of yeah, yeah test. It's fair
0: enough.
1: It's one thing having to see a thing in the cinema. It's another thing if you can actually, if you think you'd watch it and pay attention to it at home, then mm. it's good. I don't think I would either. Um, I would definitely not watch it again. I might watch Legacy again at some point. I would not watch that one again. It was mm. just, it was so bland. Like again, if it wasn't for Vikander and probably Tommy Jones. There was nothing in that movie we're mm. watching. Um. So the Purge Election Year. Yeah. Now this is a weird one in that I keep forgetting the Purge movies exist, yeah. and since I saw the second one I was really looking forward to there being a third one and I saw the trailer like months ago oh that looks really good and like it's obviously very topical because the title is very unsubtly topical um, to current American events and I forgot it was coming out until like the week it came out I was like, oh yeah perfect Lecture is out this week sweet that should be good it's hmm <laughs> it's weird that these movies exist because they're clearly trying to have a message but there is no subtext in the movie it is all just text there is nothing deeper to be read. It is just literally what is on screen is the message. Just Isn't the American class divides weird? Aren't white people terrible? Look at them eradicating the poor people. That's mm-hmm. literally the plot. That is literally the text. There is no subtext there. There is no <laughs> academic reading of the movie. They, they are just what they are. That's very strange. But I enjoyed that because it's fun to have these really kind of broadly politically mm. motivated movies that are just these incredibly stupid action films and what I love about these movies is especially this one more than the second one I think the second the purge siren goes off everyone just pulls out like their pre-arranged Mad Max kind of gang <laughs> costumes sure, yeah. and pre I have to assume pre-made Christmas light cars mm. you did not have time to do that I'm sorry that would have taken days <laughs> and just start going around the street and wedding dresses and machine guns arbitrarily because as everyone keeps saying in reviews the point of the Purds is that everything is legal mm-hmm. yet the movies just focus on murder it's always just murder
0: yeah yeah <laughs> And there's also, yes, it's kind of taboo. There mm. are no kids, ever.
1: No, that's actually I mean, very true. Well, actually... In the first
0: one, uh, which I haven't seen. No, so, the second
1: yeah. one wasn't the whole point of... What's his name? Macrillo? Oh, yeah. Frankrillo's character is that mm-hmm. his son died in the purge, isn't it? That's
0: true. You, you never see it happen. Don't see it happen. No. Um,
1: um, but it did technically. Happen. Yeah, okay.
0: That's... That, that, yeah. Good point. Actually, is it
1: ever established who of her family died in this one? Because you see the kind of the American psyche in the start. he's talking about music and stuff, and then it's just sort of cut to black.
0: I think it's that they all died.
1: Did they all died I think okay. it's like more kids died than the Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, fair enough. Yeah, but I suppose in the main body of the
1: film, mm, no, like sure no
0: one wants to see kids no. dying. <laughs> I'd
1: probably laugh. I mean, the bit <laughs> you I found probably would. I, would no, laugh. but the bit I found it <laughs> was when they're walking down the street and it's just an old lady on a bench whistling some old tune with a burning body in front of her. Yeah. Like What? is that that's great mm. uh or like the kids in the apartment block they have like a huge pendulum guillotine that's swinging in yeah. the street how would they have set this up <laughs> the whole thing is so unfeasible but i just love it like it's yeah. just this ridiculous video game logic of everything
0: yeah actually my nitpick mm. on that aspect would be that for me the fact that people are buying guns beforehand and like obviously yeah. all just setting up all this elaborate stuff is like well surely this then you this is premeditated like surely everything should happen within those 12 hours uh, you know i mean I even the gun sales possible well okay okay fair enough because gun sales are illegal but i, I get think, what you're saying i think if people are saying yeah. i'm going to murder you tomorrow <laughs> i think you should be like well this isn't the day you're 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 threatening to murder me now i can probably that's a so crime
1: yeah no you're, you're totally right um <laughs> Because that was always a point in the, well, because in the first one, or I think the second one too, it's set up that they kind of prearranged as kidnap people to, to torture and kill them. Okay. That the richer people do. And like, that's, yeah.
0: Well, it's... <laughs> it's a, it's it, a gray area. <laughs> it's,
1: it, no, it's a it's a correct point to do it a dumb plot. I, mean, <laughs> I, I can't fault your logic, yes. Technically, any kind of premedic- premeditated crime would still be illegal while it's being premeditated. So it mm-hmm. should be. But how can you bring that up in court? Like, how yeah. could you prove anything? So I, I don't know. It's it's a redundant plot point I think but you're not wrong you're not wrong it's <laughs> stupid I was very happy to see that long last which I is in my head from the first movie onwards murder tourists that uh, okay. always had to be a thing in this universe like mm-hmm. why are we not seeing people flying from a country that so doesn't murder people like they are murder tourists they're all mm-hmm. South African or German I forget <laughs> um, it was great I was like yes perfect yeah. wonderful great more of that would have been nice but they were there for a bit they all they all had theme costumes as well
0: yeah they uh, put in the
1: effort they put in the effort <laughs> <laughs> they, they oh so stupid i love it it's just <laughs> it's like everyone had the time through like a full mad max level apocalypse within like five hours yeah. and it's but it's all just so well designed and it's just oh it's just mm-hmm. stupid it's great i love it
0: maybe i'm gonna come out sounding stupid now mm-hmm. but i'm gonna challenge that i think there is subtext
1: okay go for it. no please enlighten me what it is
0: oh uh, well i i think it's maybe not intentional better but i like i think it is there yeah for me, stuff like the fact that the Senator, mm-hmm. Michelle, no, sorry, not Michelle, Elizabeth Mitchell's character. Yes, yeah, yeah. That, um, so in the movie, she, basically, because her family was murdered during a purge when she was 12, she now is... Con- she
1: was 12? Tw- I thought There's she something- was, she had a wife, and she was a wife then, wasn't she?
0: I thought she was one of the kids.
1: No, she was a mother. I think. Was then she? Didn't they say fifteen years later. I was like fifteen years okay, later. Okay, okay. Fine. No, but it's still weird. Like, how old was she when she had kids? But sorry, <laughs> okay, it's not enough. Yeah, go on. Well, um, anyway, she hasn't aged a day in fifteen years, apparently.
0: Okay. Well, there we go. But um, Mood point. so yes. the, the fact that her family had got gotten killed mm-hmm. is the reason that she is now against it. Yeah. But it, it like that to me suggests like is all politics that parochial? Do we have to have things happen directly to us in order for us to be against them?
1: That's actually really interesting. That yes, um, I think I think you do though is the answer. I think that's especially oh, in, like very mainstream politics. Entirely, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But I mean, that's, that's that, actually yeah. It I is re- of that. like isn't that really creepy? Like mm. we mm. have to be one on one with yeah. that person before we can identify with them. I actually think her character is quite interesting in a lot of ways, indirectly, fairly subtly for this kind of movie, yes. she ends up causing a lot of the problems yeah. because she calls her bodyguard out to her. The other bodyguards have time to mm-hmm. sabotage her plans. But I think it also, it, that's a commentary on the fact that no matter how um, caring or uh, sympathetic that politicians are mm. with their citizens, they never quite understand what it's like to be them. Yeah. To me, the movie actually does say some quite clever things, but I don't, I don't know think... that it was intentional. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay? I wouldn't be sure either. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> yeah, I think it. See, I feel like they're writing these movies with the intention of trying to be like, oh, this is so, like, post-occupy um, and we're so mm. deep and stuff. But it's – everyone's character is so broadly drawn yeah, that it, yeah. it's useless as an analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what you're yeah. saying is actually very interesting and I haven't <laughs> thought of any of those things. And that's actually probably uh-huh. the more interesting take on the movie. But, again, I'm not sure that it's – I think I think they thought they were being deep by having all this kind of mm. class commentary and stuff. But it's just so heavy-handed and so on the yeah. nose. But it's more just funny than anything else. True. Um, but again, I think it's actually on the whole a positive franchise to exist in the world. I'm glad these yeah. things make some money. It's it's nice that these films do because mm. they're sort of the you know we had like you know Ram or Rambo back in the '80s and so forth. It's very conservative, mm-hmm. sort of wet dream thing. I think this is sort of the the more liberal equivalent action franchise yeah. where it's just look how bad white people are and what. Because I even I love that when you get the big church at the end, <laughs> it's all those these old white people. Like, yeah, that's accurate to yeah. how everything is run and i even love the yeah. fact that when you see them in the the opening conference call scene they're just like like mouths of sailors just like, like these foul-mouthed old people mm. that feel like teenagers that has kept the job for 60 years and it's it just feels like it's really broad and it's you know it, it's not exactly bitingly satirical it's just saying aren't politicians shit and i was like mm. yeah okay i suppose they are movie <laughs> All right um, I will say I had a bit of a plot hole with her whole martyr complex to do yes. with the guy she was trying not to kill because they, so she didn't want to kill one of the new founding fathers because then he became a martyr and she wouldn't win the election. But they kill a shit ton of new founding fathers, just not that one guy. Yeah. So wouldn't there be an equally big backlash for <laughs> the half a dozen other ones they killed instead of that one? Yeah. I know she was running really like directly against that one guy, but surely if half of your main government is killed... They'd all become martyrs, not just this one guy who happens to be running against her in the election. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I, well, I couldn't even quite understand, like, what did she mean by them becoming martyrs? This is them defending their institution. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're, they're, the people voting for them would be like, oh, it's great, they died in the purge. But <laughs> the purge is their thing, so... Like, yeah, that's
1: what I'm thinking too. Like they, <laughs> they have to be okay with the fact that, because I know there's always a clause that they revoke in this movie where they can't attack higher up government officials. Mm. That's revoking this one just so they can kill her. But <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like surely any citizen couldn't be angry with that fact. Yeah. And even at the end when they do revoke the Purge and then they, they, obviously the ending sequel hook is that, oh, there's riot in the streets, so it's going to mm. just like, all Purge all the time now. <laughs> Like, you, you can't do that. If you're going to be like, oh, our government said purging's okay, therefore it's okay. Well, now it's saying it's not okay. Oh, that's not okay. Like, that's. Yeah. Again, it's sort of tying into your thing of just how fickle people are. And it, mm. that's a different reading of just how fickle the electorate base is. And, like, mm-hmm. you can't trust people with elections. You can't trust people with votes. They don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. They're all just inhuman, like, cattle, basically. I feel we've actually gotten a lot more deeper <laughs> than I thought we would. Right. I was going to say it's a fun action movie. <laughs> I like that everyone has weird costumes and shoots people a lot. Yeah. I thought The Pendulum was hilarious. And, yeah. <laughs> I will say it wasn't as varied as the second one. The second one had more variety to it, mm-hmm. which I liked. Like, there's a bit at the end when it's sort of the most dangerous game thing of just, like, all yeah. these rich old white people in a maze white like, people with uh, no weapons. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is probably a tighter movie and it's kind of a more coherent plot to it. And, yeah, no, I think mm-hmm. this is really solid. I think these movies have definitely escaped their shitty first one and yeah. are doing quite well. So that that's two purges out of three? <laughs> I don't know. It's probably the best of three of them. I'll say that much. Uh so I think our, our last film, because I know we're kind of tight for time, Ooh, okay. um, this one I hadn't even planned seeing. I had not even heard yeah. about this film. And then suddenly it came out of nowhere and everyone was like, reviews are pouring and going, this is really good. I'm like the shark movie of Blake, L- really? <laughs> and then you were like, yeah, you should probably see it. It's like, it's not bad. Like, okay, if Sarah's saying it's good, like a shark movie of Blake Lively, all right, I'll watch it and i i loved it i really I, loved it i know you didn't
0: okay. we'll get that I, a second. I don't remember telling you i thought it was good
1: well no i said to you no i remember i asked you you were like okay have you seen the shallows i was like no should i and you're like well it's not great but it almost works. and i was okay. like that's a really okay. strong that itself has a strong statement to say about a shark movie with blake lively so i was like i'm in i will watch this um do we mm-hmm. We'll go first. Uh, there's no plot to describe. Blake Lively surfs. A shark happens. Mm. That is the movie. Yeah. Um, the stuff that really surprised me the most. One, she's really good. She's great. I I haven't really seen her anything else. I know she's in Gossip Girl or something. I don't. I know mm. she's Ryan Reynolds. Why? That's a bit all I know her from. Oh, okay. She's very good. Second, this is shot and edited and written even way better than it should be. I was thinking shark movie. Okay, so it'll be 90 minutes of jump cuts and. Like in your face, shaky cam in the water, and like going under the water and over the water, but it's it's all quite reserved in the shooting. It's like a lot of long takes, a lot of, maybe too much slow motion in places. Um, but like that opening bit of her to surfing is like gorgeous looking. There's some really good cinematography there, and like the weird color schemes, of the blue of water, and it has a really just solid sense of pacing and build up. And I know, I, I sense, I know what you're just going to be with the build up and how it 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 resolves. May be a bit silly, uh, I think shy of the film ending with her just dying on the rock, which would have been the more realistic way of going mm. about it. It had to end with something approaching the way it ended. Like, it has to have a tri- triumphant, ridiculous action scene to end it. And I will give them all the credit in the world for finding a scenario in which a film set entirely on the water could set a shark on fire. So, mm. good job, movie. Um, yeah, I think cinematography, really good. Editing, really good. Pacing, really good. Score, quite good. Um... Shark on fire, great. Sarah, rebuttal. All
0: right. Um, I will agree that I think the cinematography was good, Mm -hmm. especially actually over the end credits. Yes, really lovely. um, Really lovely. But my issue is it's an amazing spot. There's no way you couldn't have really, really nice visuals. It's a gorgeous beach.
1: No, but someone else could waste those, though. Any other movie could very easily waste them as its just background. Whereas here, they actually make a point of showing it and, like, kind of redoing really full-on, like, surfing porn
0: mm-hmm. of
1: just how good, like, the coral looking look and underwater oh, yeah. looks and stuff.
0: They do also do a lot of surfing porn. And it's not necessary no. at all.
1: But I didn't <laughs> hate it. Because I was going in and thinking, I don't care about surfing movies. Like, I really actively hate surfer culture. And yeah. I was like, I don't want to watch this. I was like, I can actually watch, like, an hour of this of so just her surfing in slow motion and just catching waves and yeah. flipping and... It was good. It just it worked. I don't know what it was. It was really just kinetic and dynamic looking and yeah. it just worked for me.
0: Do you remember that movie? It's like probably 10 years old now, uh, Blue Crush.
1: I remember coming out. I didn't okay. see it. Didn't want that, to see
0: that, it. That, 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 that movie is what I wish my life was like. Okay. I love surfing movies. <laughs> I hated this. <laughs> like,
1: uh, oh, no. <laughs> so
0: like, like, the fact that there was surfing in it was great, but it literally added nothing to no, I didn't. Movie. No, it didn't. If there's going to be that much surfing, you have it integral in some small way. Well,
1: um, I suppose more integral to the plot was her medical degree than the actual surfing skills. But...
0: And, and that was actually that was pretty cool. What I what I did like about the movie and why this movie just disappointed me so much yeah. was that I, I I love survival movies. If I had to pick like a subgenre of movie, that would okay. be my movie. Wow, all right, um, and. There was like five... would not have guessed that about you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was about five, ten minutes mm. of the movie, which I thought were amazing, which was when she is stranded on the rocks and she's trying to use her wetsuit top. Yeah, as a,
1: a pressure thing. Yeah, And Trying like to like a... stitch it over earrings and stuff. Exactly. so. Exactly. Yeah, it's a good. general purpose really tool mm. for
0: to solve all their problems. I was so excited. Like that. that is <laughs> what I watch these movies for. Mm. But then, other than that, you have... Loads of surfing that it looks nice, but it gets kind of boring before. And after you have sleepy Mexican subplots (laughs) and you have just wide amounts of time where like nothing happens really at all.
1: Nothing happens, but I would rather that than it was every 10 minutes the shark attacks her again. I like the fact that it was a lot of down timing. That does, that help the pacing and it made, like I found the last 20 minutes really tense. Like once she was like in the under the water and she had like because everything was time limits and i think that was very video gamey and i liked that Mm -hmm. because i'm getting i'm not getting sick of it people are going to know this whole trend of text on screen um i feel like sherlock popularized it and it's been Mm -hmm. everything since this was initially i thought egregious in how it was doing it, like it was so massive on the screen Mm -hmm. but then the bits like her having the conversation with her dad on the video call that made a lot of sense visually to how they shot it like that was actually kind of clever like it was her walking on the beach and you Mm. see like his giant face in the sky yeah it looked weird but it was like it was a clever way of shooting that scene and I like that you had like timers and stuff like she knew she had 90 seconds between the shark getting Mm. from point A to point B so you had like a timer on screen like that's it's all very video gamey and that's people hate that I know people hate that Mm. I like that which also helped the fact that I couldn't shake the fact that this felt like a really low-key Tomb Raider movie. Like, mm. if you put Lara Croft in that exact scenario, that's okay. the movie that I'd expect to happen. Yeah. And thing. even, like, the score felt very similar to some of the game score from the mid-2000s. And I, I couldn't shake the kind of, the Lara Croft thing once I saw it in my head. And I'm like, this is actually a good Tomb Raider movie if you just replace the names. <laughs> There's no actual tomb raiding. which she's fighting a shark, mm-hmm. which is not, like, inaccurate in the game so far. Yeah.
0: She's a lot of animals. And she does, yes. Um...
1: <laughs> I I will think it did strain credulity as it went along, but Mm. I don't know that I minded that. I think by the end, I was just so on board with a shark being on fire. that this is amazing. How did they even construct this scenario? And then the way the shark gets killed, oh, that was so cool. That was so great. It was idiotic and nonsensical. But I was kind of like, kind of edge of my seat as I was going towards it. Oh, 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 oh! It was just great.
0: I I think like the nonsensical... Parts of it aren't necessarily bad, mm. but it's the fact that it was so po-faced about it. Yeah, like there was there was no acknowledgement that this is actually batshit insane. You know, like a little <laughs> there couldn't acknowledgement. have been.
1: No, there couldn't have been. That would have ruined. I think if she was like, "Man, I just set a shark on fire in the water. How did I do that? That would have been really stupid."
0: For me, actually, the seagull
1: stuff was worse in my opinion than, oh, the, that was than so the dumb my, stuff. I, oh. I
0: hate those annoying. I don't know what you call them, just sidekick characters.
1: But it's a the seagull, so though.
0: Necessary.
1: I saw she needed something to talk to for like a half an hour. But, you,
0: but like that's the thing that actually uh, annoyed me more than the use of mm. text position. Oh, oh. A, oh. It's a term I've heard. Oh, I like okay, it. You're <laughs> <right> <laughs> I thought you right there. Like, Damn, that is good. Um, um, but text uh, It's I like, like it. that. Personally, I think that um, in a survival film, mm-hmm. there shouldn't be extraneous storylines. Okay. I don't really care about her mum dying. It's yeah, sad, sad yeah. but it's not necessary. You don't really need other things going on because if you're not concerned that there's a woman who's about to be eaten by a shark, if that's not enough <laughs> to keep your attention, the movie is failing. Everything else is not needed.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: So like, it's, it's stuff like that just just really really bothers me. It's like, like you know, you were saying like that she need it's good to have her talking to to her dad on the on the, mm. the phone and stuff but like i mean i don't know that it is i think you should be able to keep going without necessarily you know a monologue going on or a dialogue yeah. or whatever i
1: fully agree with you i think that was all fine in my head because i was all set up that was all before the shark attack happened that was all just sort of why she had the speech and then
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that, that's all fine what i find more shitty and unnecessary is like the coda at the end didn't need to be there. No, not. You could at have all. ended it at any point after she escapes. You didn't yeah, need to have, cause Yeah. I, I always hate those scenes in movies because humans don't talk that way. At yeah. no point is anyone going to go. Your mother will be proud of you. <laughs> Why would you say that in the middle of this random beach trip? Like it's they're so writ, like overwritten as scenes in any movie. But mm. it just felt really annoying here because I really enjoyed the previous ninety minutes. So like, ah, oh, don't put that crap here. Yeah. And Also, she probably should have lost that leg. For being honest. Yeah. Just the kind of the few scars. Like, That's not enough for what like, no. that leg should be gone. It was useless basically at mm-hmm. the end of it.
0: Yeah, I think it might have actually been based on the thing where the surfer did lose think yeah, You would. I mean, it was. <laughs>
1: it was. He had no blood supply, or not no blood supply, but like limited blood supply yeah. for like twenty four hours, 36 hours. Yeah, it would, probably would have been gangrenous by the end.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I guess that would <laughs> undermine her skills as a great physician. So no, if she hilarious. got away from the shark attack, I mean, with totally. One yeah, leg yeah. gone. That's fine. That's okay.
1: <laughs> um, we all saw that. Only Jared Leto, not Jared Leto. What's the Oh, we are so bad at names you're, on the show.
0: Hey, yeah, this is on you. 127
1: <laughs> hours. Yes. What's his name?
0: Shut up. <laughs> <It's> his
1: name? <laughs> <laughs> so when Shut Up cuts off his arm, like, that's all really well done and dramatic. And the point in yeah. the movie, I feel oh, like yeah. her keeping her leg was kind of having her leg and eating it, so to speak.
0: <laughs> yeah. To kind
1: of bastardize the analogy. Um, no, the shark should have got the leg, I think. Mm-hmm. Or at least the leg should have been gone with the end. They shouldn't have been a coda. They should have ended yeah. with just... Ugh, oh, I don't know. It was Her just bad.
0: dying of gangrene. Oh or God. hypothermia or hunger yeah. or
1: dehydration, realistically. Yeah. She oh. was there for two days. Absolutely. She did.
0: Plus, if you don't have uh, ridiculously racist Mexican characters, <laughs> she's gone. Yeah. Mexicans aren't there for you, to serve you. You die.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> um... And her GoPro had like crazy high quality on it. And that was like that was some HD shit, like GoPros and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I no, I I actually think if we're gonna do because I think we're probably gonna wrap this up in a minute. Um, recommendation of the week, the week mm. of the the financial quarter, the financial, yes. qu- the financial <laughs> quarter. I <think laughs> here.
0: I would probably say what I say. St- no, actually, I'll
1: say uh, Purge. Purge, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of debating Purge and Mad Mary, but I think I'd probably actually say Shallows, I think. Ooh. As an action movie, Shallows okay. just really was super well-crafted in my mind. I'm just shocked at how, aside from the, the shark on fire and then <laughs> the giant spike death at the end... Despite all that, I think it actually was very reserved in how it was written. Because I haven't seen many modern shark movies, but I feel like they're all just crap. And Well, they're
0: all like Sharknado, so yeah. that doesn't count. Yeah, no, I suppose not. <laughs>
1: they're all very overdone. But this is just, it just was, I don't know. I feel like any other movie would have had multiple sharks and would have had more of her fighting the shark. Whereas the tension here was just her trying to get from one rock to a second rock that was like 50 feet away. In three minutes and back again think like, that was the tension that was the entire like five minute scene Like that's really just good that was well done i i think it's a good cinematic experience i i could sit watching all that surfing nonsense for hours <laughs> um normally i'd never do that but this movie just worked because like, it felt kind of like a horror movie in places like when she's under that water the score was weird like it wasn't mm. happy or sad it was just this weird sort of yeah. low-key i keep saying i've said low-key way too many times this, <laughs> this sort of um held back it, it, it reminded me of like a Lovecraft if this was a Lovecraft movie th- that's the thought I had if they didn't reveal it was a shark it would have been better if they mm, revealed okay. that there was something in the water that was eating people and they yeah, never showed probably. what it was that would have been cooler right th- that, w- that
0: would have been way better because the shark m- made no sense the shark has a whole giant whale to eat yeah it is not going to go around eating really really small <laughs> prey when it has a flipping giant that, that's a yeah. meal for the next two months
1: Maybe it was defending its food? I don't know. I
0: I don't think it thinks anyone's going to eat the whale, does it? (laughs) Well, well, if it it does, it's it's a stupid shark. It was a
1: stupid shark. It got set on fire in the water. That shouldn't be possible. (laughs) Uh, Okay, if you want to get your your, your cinephile, uh, artsy kind of thing in, go see Viva. If you're just looking for a good time at the movies, I honestly think See the Shallows. And I, I did not think I would be saying that when I was messaging you saying, should I see the shallows? You're like, yeah, <laughs> maybe. I was like, it'll be crap. <laughs> I think See the Shallows. Oh. Um, so yeah, until I guess 2019 yeah, maybe
0: the next it. one. Yeah, we'll...
1: Infinity War will be out by then. So that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or not, who knows.
0: We can, we can um, review both parts. And oh yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, that'd so be that'd smart. Be. We'll wait till then yeah. to do it then.
1: Um, no, we'll probably be back for Halloween, I'd say. I'll we'll try and get a mm-hmm. Halloween one out because they're usually full of... This is actually fairly hard, heavy, I suppose. Too, I don't know. We'll we'll see. you. Yeah. Well, you'll hear us when you hear us, That's I guess. It.
0: We'll keep it unknown, just to yeah. Just to ambiguity you. is fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. See you the cellos. Bye.
0: Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>